Meghan Markle is speaking out about a heartbreaking miscarriage she suffered over the summer. VP-elect Kamala Harris is dropping Thanksgiving food knowledge on the internet. And are you looking for advice before the holidays? Stephen LeConte is back to go through his DMs and dispense some wisdom with us. The date, November 25th, 2020. The time, news o'clock. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Zach Safford. Welcome to BuzzFeed's News O'Clock and happy Fake Friday, Casey. I love calling it Fake Friday. It makes me feel excited and good. It's <laughs> it's my favorite thing to say every year, but this year I'm particularly interested in calling it Fake Friday because tomorrow we're going to be seeing a fake Macy's Day parade, which I'm not happy about. <laughs> <laughs> We are. I mean, it's like completely what I thought, like maybe they would be like, let's just not do it. But instead they're like, we're going to do it, but it's going to be 20 percent the size, only one block long. Like, why? <laughs> and no one should show up. It's wild. So for all of you that have not read the news today or this week, but the Macy's Day Parade is going to be a very uh, shortened version where there's barely going to be anyone there. And they're just going to have people doing floats around Herald Square. So I don't... you know what? I feel like I'm going to watch a, an old one on YouTube or something because I want to see the band kids who raised money and were flown in. And, and I want to see the lip, the lip singers from Disney shows. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> always <laughs> Wait, why is it that this parade is probably the most famous in the world, but the most not famous people perform in it constantly? I'm like, who are these people? What is this? So, yeah, I mean, TLDR of this. I'm not very big fan of things that remind me that we are in a pandemic and it just feels very dystopic. So I, I don't care to watch. So I'll be watching um, old YouTube clips like you, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay, Zach, what is up today? What have you got for us? All right. So it's rumored that President Trump is going to pardon former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn and CNN contributor John Dean's got jokes about why Trump might be in a pardoning mood. He's got pardons on his mind. He just did the turkey, uh, which he created with, did with great official authority. Uh, so he might line up some other turkeys and think it appropriate. For context, Flynn pleaded guilty for lying to the FBI about conversations he had with then-Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak during Trump's transition to the presidency. According to court filings, Flynn lied about two separate phone calls, including one about U.S. sanctions against Russia for meddling in the 2016 election. Meanwhile, Thanksgiving is tomorrow, which means there's a chance you'll spend the entire day cooking. And Vice President-elect Kamala Harris has some thoughts on how to cook turkey. Okay, I'm going to talk about a recipe while you're checking. Is that okay? If you have time to do a wet brine, that's fine. And do it like a pot of water, a couple bay leaves, a little sugar, a little cup of peppercorns. Um, you could even do a little slice of orange, something like that. Kosher salt, fresh ground pepper. Mix that up also with some thyme. You could even do a little rosemary if you want under the skin with some butter before you're gonna cook it. Uh-huh. So that, that that butter will just melt in there. Lather that baby up, right? With mm -hmm. the, on the outside, in the cavity. And then get a nice big bottle of, of cheap white wine to baste with butter. Yes, hi. Now, that video is from last year and is currently taking TikTok by storm. But this year, Harris broke down how to make her favorite dressing on Twitter. She's a proponent of boxed cornbread mix, but adds spicy sausage and in a sweet twist, apples. Apples, Casey. You know, you know what? I'll try anything once, except for the New York Times guacamole with peas recipe. That, that girl was a disaster. <laughs> Whoever approved that should not be at the food section anymore. But I will say I have the utmost respect for Kamala Harris and her culinary pursuits. She is famously really good at cooking. There's lots of content out there of it. But apples 
in your dressing. <laughs> I don't You know understand. what? Let's just, just ignore the apples and talk about that turkey because I watched the TikTok. And I mean, anything's good when it's slathered in butter. But this turkey looked really good. And I'm not a big turkey fan. My mom hates making the turkey. This year, she's not you know, because there's no big Thanksgiving, but I'm like, you know what? Next year we're, we're doing this one. We're doing the butter turkey. And the thing about butter is that you put it on anything. It's going to be delicious. And there you go. That's just the French way of doing it. And I'm good with that. Just like Kamala was prepping to do a live hit on cable TV. She just knew that recipe. Ran, this guy, cameraman was like, hey, what, how do you do a turkey? And she's like, one second. In between my thoughts on national security and what's going on in the Middle East, <laughs> here's how you make a turkey. So, you know, we stand the the Kamala Harris. Women, am I right? Women, really. Having to do it all. Having to do it all. Um, all right, so, Casey, what do you have going on in the pop culture world as we approach the holidays? Well, this is a story everyone is talking about today. In an op-ed published in the New York Times, Meghan Markle has opened up about a miscarriage she suffered in July. In it, she describes in heartbreaking detail the moment she knew something was wrong, writing she, quote, felt a sharp cramp when changing the diaper of her son, Archie. Adding, quote, I dropped to the floor with him in my arms, humming a lullaby to keep us both calm. The cheerful tune, a stark contrast to my sense that something was not right. I knew as I clutched my firstborn child that I was losing my second. Markle ended the piece by writing she was sharing her experience in the hopes that it would help other women heal and eliminate some of the taboo and shame surrounding miscarriages. This piece really hit me hard. I know it hit you hard this morning and it is beautiful on so many levels. And I'm just so grateful that Megan continues to kind of heal in public with us. And, you know, she's been so vulnerable and she kind of you know, stands this piece up on that moment that journalists, I think last year asked her, are you okay? And she was like, I'm not okay. And that's the whole point of this piece. She's like, we should be asking people, are, are you okay? Cause you know, we're not doing that enough because we've all been isolated. And I, yes, amen. We should be. This piece really made me reflect on princess Diana. And I think that Megan and her have a lot of similar things. They both were vocal about how they're feeling, you know, Diana with her bulimia and Megan with this miscarriage, you know, and that is like telling they're human, just like the rest of us. And I do think it's so important that, you know, miscarriages are spoken about more because so many women experience them and that I can only imagine how painful that is. Yeah, I I mean, I cannot, I cannot imagine that. And it just, you know, the, the through line for me is that people should be talking about their pain in public with each other and communities that support you. And something I fear for in this pandemic is that people feel like just because you've been isolated, you shouldn't share anymore. That you're like, what you're going through isn't important. And Megan's here to remind you, yes, it's now more important than ever. So listen to her. And moving on in news that maybe isn't so surprising, but is still pretty sad. Uh, if you don't know Kelly Dodd, she's the COVID denying star of The Real Housewives of Orange County. Well, now her mother has been hospitalized with COVID and is reportedly in the ICU. For anyone that doesn't watch this show, this season we've seen Dodd jokingly call it the Corona Del Mar virus and say things like, I don't know why people are freaking out about this. And things only look worse when you take a look at her social media presence. In April, she called the virus, quote, God's way of thinning the herd on Twitter and later posted a video of herself on Instagram enjoying lunch maskless in a restaurant while proclaiming, quote, No one is wearing masks here in Orange County. Yep, because no one is dying here of the virus. Factually, that's just incorrect. Yeah, factually incorrect. Um, And now she's having to deal with it personally, which I don't, I never want anyone to, to be in pain. Like, I don't want that. And like, there is an argument for karma here coming back, but hopefully she now has a different perspective because she has too big of a platform to be misinforming people like she has. And now she's having to deal with both of these realities uh, right now. 
yeah, I I wish the best for her family, and I also wish that she will wear a mask going forward. One hundred percent. Quick question, Heather Gay, is that her name? Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. What's yeah. her standing on COVID nineteen? You know what? It has. I haven't seen her publicly talk about it, and it hasn't been covered on the show yet because the show was filmed pre COVID. Oh damn. So they haven't dealt with it. Whereas the OC that we're seeing now was filmed during. Got it. Got it. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, and her con- my continued fight to make her an icon because of her support <laughs> for the LGBTQ people. She is very anti uh, dis- misinformation. So we love her. <laughs> All right. So when we come back, we've got Stephen Laconte here to give some pre-holiday advice. Stay right there. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com/slash 2022. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name? Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Our vast network has the NFL's best talent bringing you right into the action each week. There's always room to add more football into your podcast rotation, and our vast group of shows will surely keep you up to date with everything you need to know surrounding the National Football League. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Joining us again today is BuzzFeed writer and expert advice giver, Stephen Laconte. If you haven't heard him on our show before, here's the deal. Stephen keeps his DMs open on Twitter and Instagram all the time, so anyone can ask him for help with their problems. And he's back on our show again to give some advice to our listeners. So welcome, Stephen. Thank you for being here on our pre-Thanksgiving day. Thanks for having me back. I'm honored. Of course. Oh my God. And I today I'm particularly excited because there is some tea to be spilled in these questions honey <laughs> yeah these get messy today this is messy so here we go we're gonna go with the first one are you ready i'm ready <laughs> okay so our first dm comes from someone who's getting sex from an ex this ex also gets off to nudes of her but this ex has a girlfriend she feels incredibly weird about the whole situation and wants to know if the new girlfriend has a right to know what's going on what's your advice 
Okay, so there was like a curious level of ambiguity uh, in this letter writer's message. Like you say that he jerks off to your nudes, but it's not clear whether those are old nudes from like when you dated or new nudes that you're actively sending him. And like in a similar vein, you say that he sex you, but it's not quite clear whether those are like unsolicited messages that you're ignoring or if you two are just mutually sexting each other. I'll be honest, I'm inclined to think based on some of the ways she wrote the message. Like she said, sometimes she forgets he has a girlfriend and that she feels, quote, Uh, fucking awful about it. That makes me think there might be like a (laughs) level of culpability on the letter writer's part here. So let's put it this way. If you are currently exchanging nudes, if you're engaged in some sort of like reciprocal mutual sexting relationship with your ex then no, you should not tell his girlfriend about it. I think that has real potential to backfire. I think it would just seem disingenuous that you suddenly care about her feelings. And your motives for telling her might be called into question. Like, are you just trying to break them up so he can become single again? So no, if you are actively participating in this cheating, you should not go tell the girlfriend. You should, however, stop participating in the cheating like draw a hard line in the sand here and tell him that if he wants to cheat on his girlfriend via sexting, that's his business, but you're not going to be a part of it anymore. That just seems like the right moral thing that an advice columnist should probably say. Um, Ironically, I'll just conclude this by saying, you phrase your question as, does the girlfriend have a right to know? My answer to that is yes, she does have a right to know. But if I'm reading the situation correctly and you are kind of the other woman here, then yes, she has a right to know, but no, you are not the person to tell her. Is that fair? I think it's totally fair. I read this and thought, how the hell have you forgotten that you're a mistress? Like, you're just actively forgetting that you're the mistress. This is incredible to me. I feel like she's setting up herself to have, like, rationale for when she's caught, which is not okay because you're consciously doing this. So... There's a lot of compartmentalizing happening in the way she wrote the message and that it seems like there's a shirking of responsibility, which might be, I want to flag, it could be true that actually like she's getting unsolicited sex and like she doesn't want to be part of this. If, if that's the read, then, then maybe I'm getting it wrong. But based on what she said, I think she has some culpability here. Listening to you that whole time, I kept thinking like, who writes into an advice columnist and only gives half the story because that's your chance to be getting advice, which then leads me to think that Zach's correct and that she's looking for someone to give her an out of some kind. Mm. Well, I'm not giving that out. (laughs) (laughs) Good, Stephen. (laughs) Out not given. Okay, Stephen, on to the next one. We've got someone who's been in a relationship for nine years with a woman, but has now realized they're bisexual. This person loves their girlfriend, but hasn't had the opportunity to explore their bisexuality outside of their relationship and doesn't know what to do. What do we think here? The most important thing I can say here is that this revelation that you're bisexual is not a bad thing. And if you choose to talk about it with your girlfriend, you should not present it as a bad thing and she should not receive it as a bad thing either. You know, you two have been dating for nine years. That's a really long time. And like, of course, your understanding of yourself is going to evolve and change over the course of nearly a decade. Like you would have to be a really boring, uninteresting, unintrospective person if nine years of life doesn't change who you are in some way. And I know I'm stating the obvious here, but I also just think this is important to say. Your being bisexual does not lessen or cheapen your love for your girlfriend. And while this development may ultimately like change the circumstances of your relationship, it won't be because you did anything wrong if that happens. So 
realistically, I can't tell you and your girlfriend how to proceed here, like whether to stay together, break up, open up the relationship so you can explore with others. That's an extremely personal choice. There's no right or wrong answer. And the only perspectives that matter on it are yours and your girlfriend's. But here's one thing I can tell you with like a thousand percent certainty. If and when you do decide to share this with your girlfriend. Neither of you needs to make any sort of concrete decision about what to do right away. And especially considering how long you two have been together, I actually think it makes sense for both of you to get some real time and space here to process before making any big moves. So I just hope you can take the pressure off yourself that you would need to go into this conversation with some sort of roadmap of how you're going to handle it. It's okay not to know. I think you should just let it be a continuing conversation that the two of you revisit from time to time. And I think if you do that, the right solution for both of you will eventually make itself apparent. Steven, can I say something uh, to this as a bisexual woman? Please do. I think it is so exciting that this person has realized they're bisexual. So I hope that they're like proud of themselves and excited to know something new about themselves. Um, yeah. I also want to say... I think it was such good advice that you have of like taking this conversation slowly. Nothing needs to be decided. I've been in this situation before. I wasn't in a relationship at the time, but I knew what I wanted. I knew what I wanted to experience in life. And I wasn't going to be happy until I did experience dating or being with a woman because that was a part of me that I want to explore. Not all people need to do that. It's enough knowing who they are and being yeah. someone they love. But also, if it is something you need, I want to say that I think society has really trapped us down in what heteronormative, like, in like what monogamous relationships should look like, you know? And I think percent. that, and I think that if this person you trust for nine years, you can have a very open conversation of what would make you both happy, but still be in a committed, loving relationship to each other. There are other options besides what they think is the only option. For sure. It's a whole spectrum of options. I also love what you said about how this is like a good and exciting thing. I think that's really important because I do get DMs like this a good amount from people who are realizing that they're queer, pansexual, bisexual, however they identify. And often they frame it as if they like cheated or as if they like did something wrong. And it's like, you could actually approach the conversation like, guess what? I have some really exciting news. There's a whole new aspect to my sexuality that we can explore in some way that we didn't know we could explore before. Yeah. And something this makes me think so much about is that I like for us to move past the coming out narrative and think of it more of a coming in, letting people into your life. And I think this person that's written in is experiencing that. You've discovered a new part of yourself, a new depth of yourself that you want to share with someone that you've built nine years of a relationship with. So this should be exciting. This should be something you'd be like, hey, I love you. I love me. And I want to share this part that I'm, I'm learning to love of myself. And I want you to be a part of that. I think that's super great. So go for it. Be queer. We love it. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. And finally, we've got some workplace drama. This woman began dating a coworker roughly a year ago, then broke up with them. That coworker has now been promoted and is dating a different coworker with the same name and physical appearances as the DMer. All these people work together in the same department and the message sender is trying to be professional, but also wants to set some boundaries here. What should she do? Okay. I'm going to break down my advice into two categories here. We're going to do short-term advice and then we're going to do long-term advice. Okay. In the short term, I think you're really smart to explicitly state that you need boundaries here. I would encourage you to keep doing that and enforce those boundaries at every turn. It sounds like you do need to be able to communicate with your ex and this new girlfriend uh, in order to effectively do your job. So fine, do it. But I would keep your contact with both of them limited strictly to conversations about work. And I would keep both of them out of your personal life 
entirely. So what do you put into your personal life? I would just try to fill your personal life with as many warm and fuzzy things as you possibly can right now. Friends, family, dates, maybe socially distant virtual dates, but dates, wine, good food, movies, dogs, whatever it is, this is just going to be a time in your life to practice self-care to the nth degree because this is going to be a painful, stressful, and difficult moment. That's the short-term advice, okay? In the long term, unless your circumstances drastically change, my advice has to be to get a new job. Uh, I recognize that that is much easier said than done, especially in a global pandemic and a very unpredictable, unstable economy. I see that, but I have to be honest, I'm a little bit worried about your ability to successfully build a career at a company where your ex is your senior and can theoretically control your opportunities for advancement especially when he happens to be dating another one of your coworkers who may also want those opportunities for advancement and he may or may not be like scared of you now. And maybe it doesn't have to be a new company entirely. I think it might be smart to like sit down with HR at your current place if you have HR, explain the situation and maybe there's an opportunity to transfer to a different department. Uh, but no matter how you do it in the long term, I honestly think your best bet here is to just get the hell out of that job. I was going to say, yeah, um, whether it's HR or a different way, I think it should be put on the record that they dated. Now he's her senior because, yeah, exactly. You don't want any you don't want any fishy business going on when it comes to promotions. Yeah. Yeah. You do need that documented somewhere so that there's a clear paper trail of like what happened. And if you start getting passed up for things, you can refer back. This also feels like a Black Mirror episode. Like I'm imagining coming into work and someone else has been hired with your same name, same look, and then the, your ex starts dating them. And it's yeah. like, I'd be like, what am I watching? What is this like into the looking glass craziness that I'm experiencing? This is weird. Yeah, I didn't really know what to make of the whole doppelganger aspect of the situation, but ultimately it just wouldn't even change my advice. Even if they had a totally different name and face than you, my advice would still be quit the job. All right. Well, Steven, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. All right, that's it for us this week. Join us Monday for a chat about the impending quarantine baby boom with Dr. Jennifer Conti. And remember, butter is delicious on everything, including turkey. And have a safe and happy Thanksgiving from the entire News O'Clock team. News O'Clock is produced by Dan Bauza, Alan Habercheck, Julia Karen, and Erica Nedini. Special thanks to Tracy Ayers, Mangesha Tikader, Samantha Hennig, and Tommy Wesley. Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thursday, February 10th. 
kick off Super Bowl 56 weekend with host Keegan-Michael Key. Find out who will be named the AP Most Valuable Player. Delivered by Pizza Hut, the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. Presented by Nationwide and more. Plus, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2022 delivered with Uber Eats will be revealed. NFL Honors, presented by Invisalign. Thursday, February 10th at 9 Eastern, 8 Central on ABC, NFL Network, and ESPN+. All times live except in the Pacific Time Zone. Being a real estate agent isn't about listing houses. It's about connecting to people. I need to find new buyers every day. So I promote my listings using radio commercials from iHeartAdBuilder.com. Now every time I have an open house, it's a full house. A custom radio ad from iHeartAdBuilder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com.